a listener production. G'day, you are listening to episode 114 of the Howie Games, part B, featuring off-spin guru Nathan Lyon. On we roll. Let's talk about some of the amazing performances in your career. Nath, Adelaide 2014, we talked about trying to bowl your team to victory. 12 wickets in a test match that was the, probably the saddest test match this country's ever seen. The backdrop of what had happened to Philip Hughes. What are your memories of that time and the performance which meant so much to the country? I don't know what it means to you now because of the backdrop of where the test match was played. Um, yeah, by, by far it's my favourite test match. Is it? And not just because of my personal success, but I think just just with the sad events leading up to it, I think you look back at it, it as probably the best way as mates of Phil and as colleagues and play teammates and even the Australian public, that was probably the best way that we could probably pay our respects to Phil and his family. Um, so that, by far that's, that's my number one test that pops into my mind quite, quite frequently. And I do watch that on YouTube a fair bit as well. Um, <laughs> what are your memories of what happened with Philip? Where were you? What effect did it have on you? Because I've spoke to quite a few of your teammates about it and it's, it's something that is with them almost constantly still today. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's never going to leave. I was, I was playing the Shield game. I was bowling the other end in tandem with, with um, Sean and, and Doug and, and um, Starkey and everyone else. Um, he was batting absolute house down, like doing it so easy. Um, I was at square leg when, when he got hit and I just remember walking off when all the medical staff were there and walking off with um, Wado and we are pretty pretty shaken up just then and then and there. Um, so, yeah, that was pretty, pretty challenging times. Um, then obviously with, with the funeral up in um, his hometown and stuff, it was unbelievable to see the turnout and even the likes of Virat and a few other of the Indians turn up, which is absolutely take my hat off to them. They, they didn't need to do that, but just the way, because they did, it makes them pretty special people in my eyes. So. Did it change your perspective at all about the game or did you have any views about life or was it just... I, it, it, I was probably getting suck, suffocated by cricket at that stage. I was, used to think cricket was everything, to be honest. And, um, and my youngest daughter was just born a couple of weeks before that. So I think having kids gave me a, a new understanding of life as well. But I think it made, made me realise quite quickly that we're extremely lucky to be playing the game that we love and that we've loved growing up. And, and it's not a job, like, let's be honest, it's not a job at all. So we're very lucky. And I think with that incident with Phil, I think that's given, given me personally a, a great understanding of that and, and mateship as well, I guess. It didn't look like there was anything there, does it? It was a tremendous finish to the Test match mm. because both sides were in it the whole way. Coley was out there making a lot of runs. More fluent, he takes on the fielder, makes it. One tough performance 
100 in both innings and your captaincy debut. What are your memories of the last couple of hours? Um, even rocking up to day day five, I was I was confident that we we're, we're going to win and and doing all that. But then no, we, we got an early breakthrough with Pajara caught caught Haddon. This time, edging that, yes, he's got him. Well done, Nathan Lyon. He hung in there, and in the end, he's got the wicket with the one that skidded straight on. Terrific bowling, and Brad Haddon, good catch. Then they just batted extremely well. Like, I'd had so many appeals, but Murray didn't want to give anything out. Not a thing. <laughs> yeah! Oh, that's close. He's let it go. But maybe it bounced too much. And that's what Murray Erasmus thinks. Nathan Lyon can't believe it. That, that one, how's it looking? Not, it was given, not out. It could have been returned, reversed. I just remember going up and up and getting frustrated and frustrated and I'm like, this, this isn't going to happen. Yeah! Oh, has he got one? Has he got it this time? No, he hasn't. Are we allowed to call that a moral victory? We said we was going to get one this over. And then you start having those thoughts. It's not going to happen. Ah! Good bowling, worth the shout. The umpire again says no. If you had judged the ball to be hitting the stumps, that's all that matters. And it was. And then Pup did his hamstring. Ah. Then Josh Hayes would come on the field and he hadn't played a test before, so he was nervous that a high ball would go to him and that he didn't want to make a mistake, and as you do when you're a sub-fielder and, and whatnot. And uh, I remember Shane Watson and, and Hads just saying, stay patient, something will give in this game, something will give. You bowl your best ball, something will give. Short. Oh, that's close. This time, yes! He's given it this time! Vijay can't believe it. It's probably out on 25. That was a, oh, that was four days ago. And now on 99, he eventually falls to Nathan Lyon. What a moment in this test match. Then and it wasn't my best ball to crack the game. It was merely VJ. It's probably not my best ball. Anyway, the finger went up and there was the best relief. And then that just you just felt the whole the crowd went up and just gave that little belief we just needed that little crack in the game and obviously it was quite dangerous with Virat still at the crease and he was he, he was a product of what he is now um, he was still an exceptional creator then he was a very good player of spin bowling um, he was I was bowling the ball and just bowling he hit me down to mid on and I'd just be like and he's just like Federer you'd say and do it again, Federer. He would say that? Yeah, to me. I'm like, okay, then this is over my head, but we're not playing tennis, but we'll see how we go. Federer, I said, what do you mean? He goes, you can do it all day, forehand. I'm like, okay. Right, okay. <laughs> so he was comparing himself to Federer. Yeah. Well, if anyone can, I guess Virat can. <laughs> the forehand down the line. So I was like, no, okay, right. I'm going to have to come up with something new here. But, uh, <laughs> Um, so yeah, but then he kept doing that all day, which is hats off to him. He's one of the best players, and yeah. I was back then. I still had feathers, and I was still learning about <laughs> the game. So, um, but then we got a crack with um, uh, Rahane. It was a bit unlucky, come off his ribs, but you get some, you lose some. Catch it! Now yeah. he's got another one. That's straight out. He's gone bang bang, Nathan Lyon. It's what Australia needed. 
I've got a game now. There's the floodgates. There it comes. One comes too quickly. Very hard, as we've been saying, for the new batsman to start. Then a good catch by Davey. Row it. Is that in the air? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Now then. Rohit Sharma on his way, a very good piece of fielding from a very good fielder, and Nathan Lyon, his game just gets better. Then Saha hit me down over his head for four, then he tried to do it again, knocked his middle pole over. Wicket! There we are! Nathan Lyon, for the first time in his career, has ten wickets in a match. Can he, will he, bowl his country to victory? Everyone wanted me to bring deep mid-wicket up. I do remember this. Everyone wanted, I said, that's his only release. I don't understand why spinners, even now, don't understand why spinners want to bring the field up to give them 12 to 14 to 16 to 18 runs. Why? Well, I don't get it. Like, if that's their big shot, stop it. So they have to pit the ball somewhere else. Mm. Anyway, so I left him out there and then Mitch Marsh made a, a meal of a pretty stock standard catch and fingers up about six inches off the deck. Oh, it's in the air. He's under it. Got it. There it is. Can you believe it, Mitchell Marsh? The smile. Is that the game? Is it all over now? As Australia got it, Nathan Lyon strikes. Mitch Marsh hangs on to one. Virat Kohli, he cannot believe it. What a knock. What a way to go. 141. There's only 60 to get. He just can't believe he's done that after all the great shots he's played. Then uh, Big Ishant come out and with 49 runs to win, I was pretty confident. And then, uh, yet again, it wasn't my best ball, but he just ran past it. So Ishant Sharma, he comes yeah. down. Oh, that's it! That's it! Nathan Lyon gets seven. What a performance. They've won by 48 runs. It has been a stunning test match. Nathan Lyon, these scenes are a release of the pressure he's been feeling bowling in second innings. And it wasn't planned to end up on 408 or anything like that. It's just, mm. I was just purely excited that I got the Jared Hayne out and the, got, the, got the bird out. <laughs> you and, did. And uh, yeah, just one of the all time great celebrations. And as leader of the team song, that was probably one of my favourite as well. What's it like to win a test match for your country? Um, probably the best way to explain it to the public back home is winning a premiership for your Richmond or your Melbourne Storm this year in respective codes. It's like that, but every week. So pretty good. You mentioned the song. Um, a sacred part of Australian cricket for a long time. Who handed you the song duties? What did you think and what did they say? Um, so it was Mike Hussey. Obviously, the previous one before myself, and we, we actually just won a test match against Sri Lanka in Melbourne. And there was a few rumours floating around that Huss was going to retire and all that, and I didn't believe it. I just thought, nah, no way. He loves it too much. It's Mr Cricket. He loves it too much. And one, I love, I love him too much to, for him to get, walk away from the game. And Anyway, so there was actually Shane Watson and Huss and myself in the car um, what I was driving, Huss was in the front seat and he just um, said, oh, I'm glad I've got you two here. I just wanted to let you two know first that Sydney's going to be my last test. Then for the next 10, 15 minutes of the car ride, 
what I and I just said, no, you can't, no, you can't, it's not happening. Try no. to talk him out of yeah, it. Yeah, trying to talk him out of it. <clears throat> and I was, I was pretty shocked. I remember going back to my room and obviously had a few beers and I was just like, sat in my lounge and I was just like, this can't be happening. Like, then he, Huss actually called me, he goes, can you come to my room? I said, yeah, no worries, I'll come up there, like, especially after what you just told me. I said, I'll bring a couple of beers. So I took a couple of beers up there and walked in there and he had this letter and he just handed it and he said, don't open it yet, just hand it to me. He goes, I said, what, what's this? He goes, I want you to be the leader of the team song. I've chosen you, I'm passing you the, the, the duty of it. And I was blown away by it at the stage. I was just like, holy, like, this is ridiculous. Like, <laughs> this is pinnacle stuff. Like, you're more important than the captain in my eyes. Like, if you, you get to lead the team song. So, <clears throat> one, I was over the moon. Two, I was shocked. <laughs> and three, the nerves just went like that. And I was just like, oh, crap. <laughs> this is now interesting. So, <laughs> so anyway, so we sat up there and... I've still got the letter now framed at home um, and he's just explained the reasons why. What did he say? Oh, it's just like you play the game the right way. Um, you can tell the baggy green means so much to you. Um, yeah, and seeing you play the game the right way, I love having you around. You can see the passion in you. This is the reasons why along those lines. And then for the next week, the whole media, when Huss announced it, the whole media was guess, guessing who's going to be the next team song. It's only two options, Wade and Warner. That's the only two options. So I'm sitting here and I know, I, I know, and they, these other two, you can still Dave is trying, yeah, the X is coming my way type. <laughs> and I'm just like head down and everyone started to catch on that I wasn't saying much. And they're like, you know, you know. Huss has told you, because I was bum chum chum with, <laughs> with um, Huss. I was just like, yeah, no, I don't know. Like, why, why would he tell me? Like, there's no point. So I did lie to all my teammates, <clears throat> lie to all my family and everything. So I didn't even call Dad that time and tell him that I was the leader of the song. Um, then <clears throat> we won another test match at the SCG. Then John Williamson come in and we, we sing True Blue before... That's a, that song I'll put on before everyone comes together and we sing that and um, some, sometimes sing it twice if it's a, if it's a good rendition and uh, then we go into this team song. But anyway, John Williamson himself come in with a guitar and he started singing. I'm like, how good is this? Um, <laughs> then uh, Huss is in the middle and he goes, saying a few words and his favourite moments of his career and all that stuff. And he goes, but the new song master is... Gaz and us, then it just erupted and so it was pretty, yeah, pretty special. Then it took me about nine test matches to sing it. I thought I was going to be the first player to be handed the team song but not actually lead it. <laughs> You'd never win. No, no, we lost. We went to India, oh, lost 4-0, got dropped. <laughs> then we went to Ashes, lost 3-0. 
got dropped in that series as well. So then we come back for the Ashes. But anyway, broke that. So <coughs> the nickname Gaz, <laughs> Gary Lyon, who in your mind first came up with it? Graham Manu. There's no doubt who come up with it. Graham Manu. So mm. tell me about the game itself that it happened in. Um, oh, it's just like a training, but then behind the stumps. Uh, my big bash games was like, come on, Gaz, Gary, and obviously South Australia, Victoria, very a- AFL dominated. It was just like, I didn't even know who Gary Lyon was, and I was just like, who are you talking about? <laughs> he'll be about? so flat about that, mate. <laughs> he will see this, Gary. He'll be flat about that. Um, so I've since met Gary uh, when I was down there a couple of years ago at the AFL Grand Final. Nice fella. Um, but, yeah, so I was great new. There's absolutely no, no doubt about that. And when it all of a sudden, when you became the leading off-spinner and who started calling you the goat? Uh, that was Hads and Smithy in right. Jamaica. I think trying to be funny. <laughs> in a game, at a training Oh, no. Hads is just, didn't say it on the field, just more taking, taking the mickey, like, you're the goat now, like, you're this, you're that type of <laughs> thing, like, taking, the, taking the piss out of me, so... Um, yeah, so that was Hads and, and, and Smithy trying to be... And Smithy was just doing whatever Hads did at that time, so that stuff, just taking the mickey. At, at, it's, it's become bigger than Ben-Hur. I think at one stage there was trying to be a world record for people <laughs> calling Gary out at the MCG, but then it didn't quite happen because you took a wicket on the ball. Wasn't it meant to be on the third ball of your yeah, over or something? Third ball, the first over of my spell. I actually remember that clear, clear as day because I rocked up to the ground and obviously before I hand, hand our phones in, my phone was going nuts. Like, this is a day with nice Gary, all this stuff. Like, it was all over everything. It was to break a world record for the most amount of people saying nice Gary at the same time, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. I don't know what the previous record of people yeah, saying yeah. nice Gary was. Yeah, two. <laughs> uh, so it wasn't hard to beat, but I just remember it like off the back of the Adelaide Test match and Matt, Matt Wade coming back in the side against South Africa and he was just... The whole time I was bowling, nice Gary, nice Gary, nice Gary. And we, I didn't think anything of it while I was playing. Um, then it suddenly went through the roof. So that morning of that game against Pakistan, I remember rocking up the ground and even walking out the tunnel, like people just yelling out, nice Gary, nice Gary, everywhere I go. So I was just like, oh, OK, like, play on. Then I remember bowling the first couple of balls and um, had... Josh Hazelwood and Mitchell Stark, the two best mates at mid on and mid off, and they're like, "Don't stuff it up, don't stuff it up, nice Gary." Like, I'm like, "Yeah, okay." So I got then that made me real nervous. I'm like, "I don't want to get hit for six and everyone yell out thirty thousand people yell out nice Gary." <laughs> so, so then I was pretty nervous, and then ran in and uh, took it, took the top of the bat, and Smithy took a pretty simple catch, and yes, yeah, so I ruined it for everyone. So it's good memories though. Listen to the crowd getting into Nathan Lyon. It's uh, a great atmosphere. And there's an edge, and I think there's a wicket. He's straight into action, Nathan Lyon. Oh, yeah, the crowd go up. So Nathan Lyon is at the top of his mark, about to start his spell. Mm. What are you doing? Talk to me about the art of off-spin bowling. Um, for me, I'm firstly... Well, make sure I'm warm and ready to go, but <coughs> assessing who I'm bowling to, uh, understanding who I'm bowling with at the other end. Um, but then when I'm on top of Mark, I'm, I'm obviously, first first thing that comes into my mind is how am I going to get him out? 
nine out of ten times. It, it's forward defence, either outside edge, go through the gate, but inside edge, bat pad, those type type of dismissals. So then I go, okay, <coughs> on to two. How do I do that? That's bowl your best ball, bowl your best ball over and over and over. For me, that's bowling off breaks and that's spinning up the back of the ball here in Australia. I believe you need bounce. You only need to spin the ball half a bat. So we're only talking that, we're not talking. It's great if you can do it. I'm just trying to do it, do that, but we only needed to spin half a bat and get the ball to bounce is the biggest key in my eyes. So how do I do that? I spin up the back of the ball and try and put some overspin on. So then it drops when it, before it gets to the batter, but it also kicks. Catch! Yeah! The catch is taken. Cummins snaffles it. Nathan Lyon, five for the innings, ten for the match. Third time in his career, and the resistance from Watling finishes. And when it's not going your way, when you're bowling to Tendulkar or Coley or the likes of these superstars and they're hitting you, what are you doing then? How much pressure do you start to feel when they're on top of you? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, you obviously feel it <coughs> near every game, um, but it's about actually taking a step back and rather, rather than rushing right through. And I've been, I've been guilty of this past and... I think I've picked this up from talking to Warney about it. Actually step back and actually take it in and don't rush because as soon as we rush, we go away from our skill. So in my eyes, if I step back, take a breath, enjoy the moment and understand what we're trying to do. And if we, if we slow, slow it all down, then you go, okay, we're just bowling cricket ball. It doesn't matter. I could be bowling to you. I could be bowling to my partner Emma. I could be bowling to my brother, my daughters. But we're bowling a Virat or a Jinka Rahana, it doesn't doesn't matter. We're just going to do the same thing over and over and over again and challenge the defence. So my best way to challenge the defence is bowl my best ball. So it's I don't have all the tricks in. I do have all the tricks if this is going worldwide, but <laughs> I don't have the pace and intimidation to to scare guys. I've got different variations from my spot in the crease to different pace to different angles of my wrist I'm able to to do. So it's just about going back and having that belief and taking all it in and enjoying it, enjoying it. Who's your most prized wicket? Oh. Um, it's been a couple. A couple stand out to me. Obviously, any battle with Virat when you come out on top <coughs> is obviously exceptional. And there he is. That's what they wanted. It's a big wicket. Virat Kohli and finally Nathan Lyon gets his man. My biggest probably wicket is um, my best, up with my best ball, you'll like this, is actually the Chris Martin. Chris Martin? Yeah. At, at the Gabba, bowling through the gate. It's absolutely cracker. I just can't believe, no offence Chris, but no offence I wasted on Chris. But <laughs> um, When was this? Uh, it's my first test match in 2000 and. 11 at the Gabba. Yeah! Oh, that's well bowled. Nathan Lyon has consistently spun the ball from this first wicket Gabba pitch. Um, unbelievable ball. Very happy with it. Um, but my biggest wicket is probably bowling Sachin Tendulkar through the gate at Chennai. And when was that? 2012. Yeah! He bowled him right to his defence. 
Excellent delivery here from Nathan Lyon. That is a huge blow. And what separates the Coleys and their Tendulkas from your just regular gun test batsmen? Um, oh, you look at you look at Virat and obviously they've got unbelievable hand-eye and hands are extremely fast and you look at Smith and Marnus and <clears throat> these guys. But I think their belief, for me, it's just belief. Cricket's a very simple game. We complicate it, but the best guys in the world, they have that belief that they can do it. Then they go out and do it. So they they believe it. So that's my... Huh. Obviously they've got the skill and obviously they do the hard work, but they've got a lot more belief than a lot of other people. Back to Nath in a moment. Episode 49 of the show features Anna Mears, one of Australia's greatest ever cyclists, a legend of her sport. She is also one very, very tough lady who came back from a truly frightening crash in 2008 to win a second Olympic gold medal just four years later. I was very fortunate because C2 is where all your lung attachments go to. And I was two mil from a clean break. So two millimetres from being a quadriplegic requiring a respirator for the rest of my life to breathe. Um, And that piece of information really scarred me and sent me on quite a negative spiral mentally because I started thinking in the context of what if, you know, what if that two millimetres had had not have been there? What if best case scenario I was paralysed from the chin down or worst case dead, which were the only two options? If you haven't listened to Anna Mears on episode 49, I reckon you should. Alrighty, let's get back to Gaz. Gaz, frequent listeners to this show will know that uh, I always tell my kids about the guests, not that I needed to tell them about you because they're big cricket fans and I've told you before my daughter is a big, big fan of you. So they then come up with their own question. Firstly, you get my nine-year-old son who is obsessed with cricket. His name is Mac. He operates, though, as the Big Penguin. Don't ask me why. It's a long story. Are you ready for the question from the Big Penguin? Yeah, go for it. Hey Gary, Big Penguin here. My favourite cricketer to watch is Finchy. I just love how he hits the ball so cleanly. But what I want to know is who's your favourite cricketer to watch? I also want to say I love watching you, Bob. Oh, thanks. I I really appreciate that. Who's my favourite cricketer to watch? Um, I actually really love to watch Mitchell Stark when he's in full flight. Uh, I think it's quite... Amazing seeing him uh, in full flight and he's an obviously a massive X factor. So, yeah, Mitch Stark. Well, let's talk about batting for you, <laughs> Nate. I This will be quick. Well, it, it will be and it won't be. Firstly, one of your most famous innings is when people thought you were Ricky Ponting. <laughs> one of the best ones. <laughs> Run me through that day. It's supervision. Great vision. Um, <laughs> through that, so punter's last test match. So <clears throat> I performed okay, took three for 30, bowled South Africa out in day one. I was like, how good's this? <laughs> walking off the field, put the feet up, hopefully watch the boys bat day and a half to two days. And buddy, in my head, that's all I was thinking. Like, you've got Ponting and all these guys. I'm like, yep, sweet. Walking off about 20 metres off the, from the boundary, Pup turns around and I thought he was just going to tap me on the back and say, well, bold. He goes, oh, Gaz, you're not Watchman. I'm like, what? <laughs> he goes, you've got the best defence out of the tail. And like, we're, this is John Hastings' first test, Stark. So and I was like, okay, yep, yep, no worries. Yep, like putting the brave face on that. But then 
oh, I think my backside dropped through the fence <laughs> at one stage. I was just like, holy hell, here so we go. So how nervous do you get when you're in that situation? Oh, I couldn't sit still. I'd, <laughs> this is, we're in, I think it was, could have been November or December in, at, in Perth. I went, jump, went out to bat with a jumper on. <laughs> <laughs> just for that extra meal of padding. <laughs> Makes a big difference. But then, so I'm padded up. Um, and I think Ed Cowan got out first, but then Watto was batting three, punt of four, Huss five, uh, pup five, Huss six. From the top of my memory, would have been the batting lineup. And uh, next minute, buddy, he wouldn't believe it. Watto kicks another one. I wouldn't believe it. And he refers <laughs> it. has got upstairs. And it's three reds, so I was that out, out, I have to go. So people think it's Ricky Ponting to come out well, in his pun, final Well, sitting there in front of everyone, like calm as not, not moving. I'm out the back of the whack of change room walking laps. Like, don't get out, don't get out, don't get out. <laughs> Next minute, buddy. <laughs> okay. So I'll get my stuff and I'm walking out and... At the old wacky, you've got to walk out the concrete and then go downstairs. So he disappeared for a little bit and then obviously he's spiked on the ground here and then 5.45 at the wacker. Well, with a few overs remaining, Australia have thought it best to send the night watchman out. The crowd want to cheer Ricky Ponning. It's Nathan Lyon. He can't believe the cheer he's getting. Boys have been sitting in the, in the, in the sun all day having a fair few beers and all you hear is, oh, punter's a legend. Get your phone out. Here he is. This last time. Here he is. Then next minute I'm like, oh, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> so then I got out and it was about 10 minutes, 10 metres out. The whole place has just erupted. Standing ovation. Rihanna's now. clapping. Ricky's wife's oh, clapping. I, I, didn't, I didn't turn around and look at Rihanna, no offence, but I was just like, oh, hell, here we go. And they'll soon realise Ricky's still sitting in the sheds. Ricky's wife was up, going to cheer his hubby out there. She started to cheer. That's not my man. And then, then all I remember was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope he bats like Ponting. <laughs> oh, dear, isn't it great? Oh, they talk about test cricket dying. It's alive and well, isn't it? Then, then I end up getting sledged by a buddy. Graham Smith and Jax Callis and A.B. De Villiers, are you Ricky Ponting in disguise? <laughs> so, yeah, that's probably... But then my probably my favourite time batting was batting with punter, and that's probably my most nervous moment. Punter, Davey nicked out, I was on strike. Uh, he, punter come, and I was just like, don't run him out, don't run him out, don't run him out. <laughs> so then I batted, I think I batted four balls with punter. So then before I nick one. Nath, you said something to me the morning of a Perth Test match, which I'd never considered, and you'd been batting the night before against the Indians, and it was at Optus, and Finchie had had his hand busted, and the ba- balls were bouncing everywhere. It was the green pitch. And you, you said to me, I hope you don't mind me saying, yeah. that, that you were terrified out there batting. And I'd never thought that a Test cricket would be terrified, but obviously you are not a batsman, but you are required to go out there, which is like no other sport, and face the biggest and the best and the fastest. Yeah. How do you deal with fear, which is not something cr- cricketers traditionally talk about? Uh, well, you got to just... A lot of people say you got to suck it up and get on with it, but... So you do <coughs> feel fear when you're out there? Oh, yeah, 100%. It's, it's, not, I, it's not fear of so much getting hurt. Um, every, everyone fears failure. There's no doubt about that. If you, they sit here and say they don't... It, I, I'd question it, but I think you've got to you got to respect failure and you've got to learn from it. So everyone's got to fail to succeed in my eyes. Um, 
So I just remember going out there and, and that was an up and down wicket. There was cross cracks. Cricketers don't mind if there's cracks down the wicket because that usually hits and does that. But if the cross cracks, that's when it goes that or like that off a length. And, Which is what it was doing. Yeah. And um, Sammy hit me in the head. Yeah, uh, Shemi, yeah, Shemi hit me in the head and I was just like, oh, geez, okay. Um, this this is quick. And when bowlers go out there, they seem to crank it up a gear and <laughs> go, go a little bit extra. Uh, yeah, and especially as a spinner, which even worse, that you can't can't dish it back. So I'm forever going up to Camo and Josh and they go, me a couple, just don't forget that. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's just one of those things when, and that's why I'm doing a lot of work with my brother to, to get better and to get more confident in, in going out, out there and, and facing it. And so it, it's going to be fast. Yes, it hurts when you get hit. Yes, you should rub it. You don't need to do the batters and say it doesn't hurt because it, it hurts. Rub it, get on with it, but it's part of the game. And I've got to do it when the batters get scared, so that's another thing. That's exactly when right. When the batters get scared. And if they say they're not scared, why do they send out a night watchman? That's, that's what my question is. The next one for Steve Smith or Marnus. So you're saying Ricky Ponting was scared in his final No, nah, he didn't want one. Pup, pup or whatever. Oh, did he? Yeah, I'm not going to sledge pun. <laughs> right, I was about to say, we're going into, <laughs> no, into no, no, uncharted I'm, territory. No, no, no. I'm talking here. about the current exchange. Okay. Nate, to play as much cricket as you had, you've had some massive highs and there's got to be lows along the way. Mm. When I say to you, and you know what's coming, when I say to you, the last Ashes series, Stokes, Headingley, what comes into your mind? Catch! There's a man back, there's a man back, it's six! It's six! Ben Stokes has hit it for six! Two are needed to win the Test match, one to tie the scores. Incredible. The best Test match I've ever, ever been played. Great way to look at it. Yeah, by far. Um, yeah, it was challenging, but it was exceptional. She was unbelievable. Like, and some days you actually got to sit here and go, do you know what? Hats off to you. Like, well played. Like, that's un- unbelievable. And I know everyone's going to, for the rest of my career, especially in England, <coughs> remember me for dropping that run out. But that's all part of cricket. Like, I didn't mean to drop it. I made a mistake. And he's picked out a fielder again. Oh, no, there's a run out. No way. Oh, dropped it. Nathan Lyon has dropped it. It's too much for everybody. It's as simple as that. It's too much. Well, has he dropped the ashes? Has he dropped the ashes? That's as easy a run out as you'll ever get. And all this is is pressure. But the big thing with me is that I made a mistake and there's millions of people who, who've watched it and now tag me every day in, in Instagram. Do they? <laughs> so, you get it a fair bit too. Oh, every day, a birthday message. <laughs> Happy birthday, guys. <laughs> but, but anyway. That's a cruel world. <laughs> How did you deal with it when it happened um, later that night? Uh, I, I, was, I was gutted when it happened, I was, but then I was like, the game's still on here. I can still win this game of cricket for Australia. So in my head, I was like, I've got three seconds here to go from villain to hero, like that. And this is the thing, I did that. But Joel Wilson, my mate at the other end, he wasn't playing LBW that day, which... You were pleading, you were begging. I was on my back. Yeah, that was out every day of the week. (laughs) Australia don't have a review left. 
Well, well, well. Is this going down the leg side or has Joel Wilson made one of the bravest decisions of all time? Well, here we go. Impact in line, pitching in line, would have been out. Joel Wilson. Um, even without DRS, like, I had no doubt about that. And But at the end of the day, I respect the umpires. They've, their job is probably harder than ours. So I actually had a game of golf with Rod Tucker the other day and he goes, well, it's quite weird. We, we walk away from the game. We never win. We never lose. We never take five for. Hmm. We never score 100. So it's, it's one of the things that you look at. So they're very level and they've probably got the hardest job because they're always going to get criticised whether you agree or disagree, whether it's true or false. Someone's going to disagree with them. So that day, was Joel wrong? Yes. But do I not like him for it? No. Like, I'm, it's a job. Like, he made a mistake, mm. as I did four, four seconds ago, dropping a run out. So that, that's a game of cricket. But I absolutely... That, that test match is absolutely exceptional. Here we go then, the scores are level. Yes! For Headingley 1981, Reed Headingley 2019. One of, if not the greatest test match innings ever played, has just seen England the victory in the highest run chase in their history. Having played the first test match way back in 1877, England triumph here against the odds. A last wicket partnership that we'll never forget. 76 runs in it, of which Jack Leach made just a single. Ben Stokes is the hero of the land. To be honest with you, it probably made the series because not Manchester, the next next time, the next game that we played, had I had 15, 20,000 poms sitting in the big stand there. And every time I touched the ball or caught the ball, they are erupted every time. And I thought, oh, this will be funny for six overs. 24 overs in, still going, getting louder. So it probably made the series, but yeah, hats off to um, Ben Stokes. The brutality of the review, the process that we saw, <laughs> you know, you walk into the room and you talk about you haven't really slept and then you're made to watch it in front of your teammates and, you know, you had your head down. You, it, it's a... It's a it's a brutal way to improve yourself as an individual and as a team. Truth is, this could easily break us. That's what everyone else, the whole rest of the world will be saying, but it's our choice. So what we're gonna do, we're gonna watch what happened yesterday and before us for no other reason except we're gonna learn. It's gonna give us the shits watching it, but we're gonna learn from it, we're gonna shake ourselves off and we're gonna get up to be ready for the next test match. Yeah, I guess that's professional sport. Yeah, and that's that's the life we live. Um, and that's the best way to learn, though. And I thought Tim Payne was absolutely exceptional. I think Tim Payne's been absolutely exceptional since day one of, of being test captain. Um, but I thought the way he really stood up in that meeting. I've got to squeeze, him, squeeze in on him. We can't give an easy run like that. He wanted to sweep. <coughs> From wide out of rough, we thought it was actually a chance to get him out. We're at plans clear enough to Stokes, do you reckon? We know. We could have changed the fields. We could have bowled more bounces. We had blokes coming on saying bowl slow balls. Hoff bowled in three slow balls. He for three sixes. So, 100%, we can do things slightly differently. We didn't panic. We didn't shit ourselves. We tried our best. We had a crack. The bloke had a day out. 
Um, yeah, absolutely. I've been awake all night. I would have changed the field a hundred times. I think we all would have. But we didn't. Um, yes, it was very raw for me. I had a pretty sleepless night. Um, a lot of chats with, with Emma in, in the hotel room, just going, I've let the boys down, I've let the boys down. And she, she was absolutely fantastic. She was just like, it's one game. Like, you still got two more. Go out, win the next two and no one will, will matter. Like, don't, don't worry about it type thing. So it was interesting hearing that point of view. Um, but sitting, sitting in that room... Because we got told we're going for a walk and get coffee, and like a few, a few of the boys are not dusty, but they had a, a few headaches. Um, but it's just like, oh, we can't be sitting here watching this. You, you're kidding me, like, and and I've I've got my feathers up, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. You you can see how disappointed I was. It was a brutal thing to be put through. Is it uh, like it wasn't even 24 hours afterwards? No, no, but which was brilliant because. I went back to my room feeling like I let not oh, all of Australia down, but I let my mates down in, in the biggest time in that series. And I, I was gutted. I was absolutely gutted. I remember having te- text messages from Tugger and Punner and that. They are just like, head high, mate. Like, things happened. Like, don't worry about it. Like, and they, they help, but they can only do so much. And I was just absolutely gutted. But when we sat down there, I was just like, you've got to be kidding me, Jay, or what? Wake up to yourself. But I think that's the best thing Jay has done as coach. Family is obviously so important. And in the last year, we've seen, I think people have understood even more so the importance of family. Um, cricketers have been in bubbles, not seeing family. I mentioned you talked about fear to me. The other thing that you've said to me once really stuck in my mind that again, we think of you guys as bulletproof and cricketers and you get up there and do it day in, day out, but it was against the Sri Lankans in Canberra and you said to me in the morning of the what turned out to be the final day, I hope and again, I hope you don't mind me saying this, I I hope we get a win because my daughter, I think she was starting school the next Mm. day and you wanted her to walk out of school and it sat with me all day thinking they are these people these amazing cricketers, but they're just normal people that want to do all the family things. So what is... Yeah. Oh, you obviously remember that. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, so my daughter's Harper and Miller. They live in Canberra with, with their mum. And obviously being a, being a professional cricketer and being on the road so much, you, you miss so much of those things. So, um, yeah, I remember that day clear, clear as mud. So I'm actually, after, straight after this interview, driving all the way down to Canberra just to watch them play touch footy. I know... People think that's crazy, but you, you miss that stuff. So, you, you know, I, I, I want to be a major part of their live and lives and so I'm going to drive down there, watch them play touch footy and drive back up here and I've got a new surprise for them, so it should be all right. And what do they make of the Gary that they see on TV as opposed to Dad that comes to watch touch footy? Um, Harper doesn't care, my oldest one. Miller, Miller she's starting to understand her a little bit more. Uh, they get excited when they see the boys on TV and they forever yelling out to me, that's Pat and Mitch and Josh on TV or, okay. or whatnot. So they're, uh, they're understanding it. So hopefully I'm going to have them up at uh, Brisbane this year. But, uh, yeah, they're good fun. They're good fun. So how much further does this journey go for in your mind? Um, a while. A while. I'm, I'm hungrier than ever um, and... Oh, no, I think I'm very lucky. I've got an unbelievable support network of family, Emma. Um, she's been absolutely rocking my life, especially over the last four years. So, 
she's been brilliant. So I think that's given me a lot more drive to to push on and, and keep playing the game I love and keep keep chasing win, wins for Australia. I, I, in my eyes, I've got a lot of a lot more to offer cricket Australia in the in the years to come. And when you eventually do retire, and they look back in ten or twenty years, and you know Ricky Ponting was tough on as tough as nails, and Matty Hayden used to walk down the pitch and belt them with his big chest. What do you want them to say about Nathan Lyon? Oh, oh that, that's a hard one for me to answer, uh, to be honest with you. Like, Try, do your best. <coughs> I, I just want people to realise that um, he's just a knockerback bloke who's done a trade. Um, he's just like everyone else and, yes, he can bowl off, off breaks, but he'll give it a go and he'll get back up when he falls down type thing. But one big thing for me, as I said earlier, I want to make sure that I'm inspiring young young kids to, to play the game because this is the best game in the world in my eyes and it's Australia's number one sport. Now you get my daughter. Uh, you just heard the big penguin earlier on that Finchie is his favourite cricketer. He's got a deal at home with Finchie and me and his mum that doesn't matter the time of the day or night, if Finchie's batting, he's allowed to stay up past his bedtime. So he loves it when Australia bats second in the one-day internationals. But as soon as Finchie's gone, bang, clean teeth. Bedtime. But if he makes 100, he gets a 10.30 at night, which he absolutely loves. All right, now you get my daughter, who I told you the other day is a big fan of uh, you. She is your, uh, you are her favourite cricketer. And her name is Sky. She's just about to turn 11. Here we go. Hi, Gary. Pickle here. We just finished watching the test documentary. You were really great on it. And my favourite bit was when you gave Travis Head his baggy green. You got a bit emotional. Were you upset or were you really happy? It was, it was major concerns in my house when you started crying like a big baby as to why you were so upset. And I said, well, I'm not sure he is upset. I get the massive honour and privilege uh, to present Trav with your baggy green, mate. Um, I was there for your, uh, your Saturday booth, cap number 609. I've looked at you as my little brother that I never had. Well, thanks, Guy. That's another very good question. Um, but I definitely wasn't upset. I was probably the most uh, emotional I've ever been on the cricket field um, through pure happiness and probably a lot of nerves. Uh, in my eyes, legends absolutely hand out baggy greens and I've never thought to the day that I'd, I'd hand out one. So when I had the privilege of uh, presenting Trav Head... His baggy, baggy green, it was absolutely quite an emotional moment, which is obvious, but probably one of the proudest mo- moments in my career. It makes me extremely proud to uh, let you number 454. And how did that come to pass? Uh, South Australian teammates, did he ask you or did someone ask you to do it? Uh, no, obviously I, I was playing for South Australia when Trav came onto the the first class scene and he really impressed me the way he went about everything and I probably took him under under my wing as like a little brother uh, back then and always pushed him extremely hard because I knew how much talent he's got um, when when we're at New South Wales when I even come to New South Wales cricket and he was still at South Australia and I just wanted to, wanted to see him do really well and um, he actually asked me if I'd present it when we were just going to a training one day and I said well Trav you haven't even been selected yet like well, he goes yeah but I'm going to be selected but I want you to present it and I thought nah, well you've got Alan Board is going to be here Brennan Julian um, but you've got JL there 
like you've got many all these guys he goes no nah, I'm going to ask JL if you can do it so it was probably a massive big defining moment of, of my career to be honest so yeah pretty stoked with it Talking about the kids I always love to get this perspective what would you say to the kids out there that want to be cricketers or curators or scientists or pianists or guitarists or the best mathematician out there oh, Whatever they want to do let them choose it don't don't I've seen it so many times, even when you go to the cricket camps now and Milo win the cricket and you see the parent pushing the players and young kids and I'm just so grateful that my parents didn't do that. They just let you find your own feet and, yes, and support them. Support your kids every, every day, no matter if they're right or wrong, have their back and support them, help them learn and stuff. But any kids, go out and chase your dreams, buddy. The clouds are there but the sky's above it, so chase the sky. And what's it like when you have kids come up to you with stars in their eyes and they look up and they're that kid and they're like, oh, it's Nathan Lyon? <laughs> uh, I try and break the ice pretty early and, and just make them realise that I'm no different. Like, I can have a laugh, I can have a cry, I can do, do what everyone else does in the world um, and I'm here to help. Like, I love going back to um, young kids' cricket trainees and, and helping, helping even from opposition to different counties in England. If we're touring there, I'm happy to do work with other spinners. I love the game. Um, I'm cricket nuffy. And I just want to help and give back to the game that's given me so much. Nathan, it's been an absolute pleasure to chat with you. May there be many more wickets, many more test matches, and eventually when Gary's Garden's up and running, I'll nice be straight Gary's off Gardens. the phone. Nice Gary's Gardens. But thank you, been brilliant. Nice Gary's Gardens. Good on you, mate. Well done. Cheers, thank you. G'day guys, Gilly again here. Hope you enjoyed the GOAT, 100 test matches, well played champion. Righto, cast your mind forward in two weeks' time, the full episode, Howie, Mark Howard, being interviewed by me on behalf of all his faithful listeners. But look out for next week for his player profile. Until then, you know the drill, peace and love. And we can do it if we try, try, try. If we try, try, try If we try, try, try Listener